course, you're listening to the uh, Grind Season podcast. Uh, you can get us on the free Odyssey app. Get us on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And go Spotify, wherever we are, everywhere now. Sane's got us innovating. He's got us live. Man, live on, on Twitter, man. Yep, we're doing new things every time. It feels good. Uh, and and uh, we appreciate you guys that have been rolling with us and those that are checking us out. Uh, topic number three. I mean, we've we've touched on it. Josh seems like, and whether he returns or not, seems like a big part of you know your game plan for game three. But uh, some of those questions saying, "We, I, I, you know, I asked you what you thought on whether he would play." Let mm-hmm. Let's assume that he does. If you're talking to John Moran, right? If you're advising him, if you were, uh, if you were Taylor Jenkins, are you saying, "All right, Ja, go out there and be you, play your game," or are you telling him? Listen, man, that ball moved really well. I mean, he saw it when he was out for the nine games saying he even spoke on it during the suspension. That ball moved mm-hmm. really well side to side without you. And I was making this point today. If you if you tell Jada to adjust it, right, and he's capable of it to be in, I'm not saying be pass first mm-hmm. and distribute the whole way, but you take maybe a little pressure off him with the hand injury to go out there and feel like, hey, I got to go win this game, go be the leader, take Jaron out of that number one offensive spot, I'll do it. You, you know, if you go out there and say, hey, man, just play like Ty's did last night. Just move that ball around. Isn't, it, isn't, right. that, that, isn't that better for your offense right now, again, with Ja right. Limited? And isn't that better for Ja Morant, not putting too much pressure on that hand? I think in a perfect world, sure, you could get uh, Taylor Jenkins to pull Ja Morant to the side and be like, hey, Ja, I want you to play more like Tyus. <laughs> want you to give yeah. it a go just like old yeah, TJ there. Right, right, though, obviously, but you know yeah. what I mean. I, yeah, yeah, I think in a perfect world you could do that. But I think the thing that you need to do is to trust John Morant to be one of the best players in the NBA, which is what he is, regardless of what is obvious Some that things look different when he's out there. And, I, and I'll also say this. I think that the Tyus Jones thing is real. I think that we definitely do play a different style of basketball oh, when Tyus is. is there. And I also think that Coach Jenkins can coach the team a different way when John Moran is out there. We talked about that a few months ago here on the podcast. But I think that that's also a result of you are a football fan. You're an NFL fan, Jason Smith. You're a much bigger NFL fan than myself. I'm, I'm not really the biggest fan of the Negroes for least league. That's what I say in NFL oh, fan. But, uh, <laughs> but with that being said, one thing that I do um, understand a lot, it's it's hard to tie these stories together on 420. I'll tell you that, Jason. What was I just talking about? Could you could you help me? What In terms we of we were talking about game three keys. Oh, I got it. I got it. You I pulled it. it back together. Yeah, I got it. I pulled it back together. All right, you know how like your quarterback could get hurt or whatever? Yes, your football. And then, like not. like yep. uh Johnny Numbnuts comes in and he's your your backup quarterback, and you never heard of Johnny Numbnuts, but you know he was like Pretty good at Colorado State or whatever. Yeah, but uh, Brock Purdy, like, we, we just did this with the exactly. Like, is he good? Uh, yeah, he's good. He ends up coming in being good. He ends up coming in being awesome. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I wonder is that's not really the best case, but like it might you might have a pretty good like this happens with the Dallas Cowboys a lot, it seems like they got a pretty good QB, they got a good QB. He goes down, Johnny Numbnuts comes in, Johnny has a nice little run of games. They're like, oh man, is Johnny Numbnuts better than Better, right. Yeah, is, is he better than that guy? No, I don't think That's he's better than that guy. It's just that we don't know anything about this dude. We don't know how to game plan for y'all when sure. when quarter QB1 isn't out there. And I think that, yeah, the Tyus thing, they play differently. And if, like we talked about, the Lakers are going to have to play us different now. They can, they're can they going to take Vanderbilt. They're not going to stick Vanderbilt on Tyus Jones. You know what I mean? 
So they're playing a whole different style of play. We're seeing a different defense now. The Lakers are adjusting to what we are. But I think in a seven-game series, that will run its course real fast. You're, the Grizzlies' best team is when John Moran's on the court. So if I'm Taylor Jenkins, no, I'm not particularly going to tell him to change his style of play. Okay. I, I'm going to trust that John Moran has seen how we look without him, saw how yeah. we looked when, we when he was suspended. And I think he'll rise to the occasion and find a way to fit in in the biggest stage NBA playoffs. So I'm not really worried about if they have if they need to have that conversation. I want his hand to be 80 to 90, whatever his threshold is, whatever percentage of being correct has him out there. Um, they were saying yesterday, like I was saying yesterday, I think this is more of a functionality thing than the pain. I think the pain thing is real, but I think there are certain things he just wasn't physically able to do. Gripping the ball. Yeah, and I'm hoping those things – like I said, I'm 60% that those will be fine by Saturday night, I think is what we said. But uh, we'll see uh, when it comes down to it. So I think that Ja coming in, um, performing is going to be well. That's, that's definitely going to be a key. Uh, if he's playing or not, I think it's going to be a key, either one way or another, like we've seen. Uh, Jaron Jackson keeping that same energy on the road in a hostile environment yeah. where the crowd isn't on your side. And the, and, and the rest might be getting swayed. Or because you get a foul – the crowd is on your ass now, and now you're emotional, and you go get another one, or and those type of things. Jaron uh, staying on the court because he's he's been phenomenal. Our biggest fear, our biggest nightmare going into this series wasn't Rui Hachimura, wasn't Austin Reeves. It was simply, it wasn't even Dylan Brooks, <laughs> which is crazy. It was Jaron Jackson Jr. staying on the court and avoiding foul trouble. So I think that's a, definitely another key to the game. Uh, and uh, finally, I'll say uh, the others. Guys knocking down shots, whether it's uh, Luke Kennard, whether it's David Roddy, who they're pretty much leaving open a lot. If he can knock some of those shots down, make you pay. Uh, if a guy like John Conchar, if he's getting minutes now, can he knock down shots? I think you, Desmond Bain, of course. I think guys are going to have to – you're going to have to probably have a 12, 13 made three-pointer night uh, to come away with a win. Well, and then the last thing, because you took me there, part of Jaron staying out of foul trouble is the guy we mentioned to start the show, Xavier Tillman. I'm not – there's no way I don't think that you see another 22 and 13 out of Xavier Tillman, especially with mm -hmm. the way that, uh, you know, that Anthony Davis has been clowned about giving up that performance. But I, I say that to say this, say he feels now, a guy that was outside the rotation, he his presence on the floor and what it does for keeping Jaron out there and what it does in keeping Anthony Davis honest on the defensive end, his presence mm -hmm. feels almost as important, as crazy as it sounds to be this coming out of my mouth, as Jaron being out there, as, you know, whether or not you got job back, like, because you don't have any other options. And we saw it. If you've got to go to Santi, if you've got to go another direction, if you got to make Jaron the five to guard mm -hmm. Anthony Davis, you can get in whether that's foul trouble, where it gets into whether Santi's ready. Um I'm saying all that to say that, man, all of a sudden it feels like Xavier Tillman. And, again, if it's 10 and 8, I think that's still aggressive enough, it's assertive enough that it keeps Anthony Davis honest. But he's yeah. got to be on the floor, bro, to keep Jaron out of foul trouble. His yeah. presence yeah, he, has been, his presence if has Tillman, been. If Tillman is making Anthony Davis look like a regular dude, that definitely was one of the major reasons why we were able to win the night. Huge. Tillman, yeah, Tillman outplaying. Let's say it. Xavier Tillman, who gave you nothing in game one, outplayed one of the greatest bigs we've seen in the modern era of basketball, Anthony Davis. He outplayed him. You know what I mean? That's just undeniable. I would like to see Xavier Tillman go off like uh, Dylan was going off the other night. With the, you know, with the, I mean, it was a, it had been the same type of thing. Um, but, yeah, like I, I agree with you. That's definitely a key that I didn't think about, but that definitely is a major key. If he can 
not replicate. I don't expect him to do what he did the other night again. Like right, you said, if he can right. give you a 10 and 8, you know, a 12 and 10, one of those type of games and, and make uh, Andrew Davis work, be able to defend him um, and keep him at bay again. That's the bigger part. Andrew Davis only had like 12, 14 points, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. Yep. So I think if Tillman can do that again, you're looking at, you know, definitely winning for him. Yep. Uh, hopefully the Grizz can do it. Saints got him winning game three. I so uh, I got I hope that happens. I do feel good about the Grizzlies taking one of these, and I knows I pointed out that this is why uh, not the first. Yeah, it's not a good road team, but um, hopefully with the you know John Morant back, the charge that's going to give them with the defensive game plan you employed on AD. You saw that worked. Maybe you can get some of that again. Uh, maybe you could steal game three either. I know that environment is going to be charged up. You mentioned crypto. You know, having the playoffs. Like it's gonna, we already saw it get hyped with uh, when Shannon Sharp was up in there. He'll be back. Yeah. You know, you lost the two games out in LA, so lot to uh, lot to look forward to tomorrow night. I think Grizzlies last I looked were a four and a half point underdog. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how take LA the responds. points. Yeah, oh, take, I, I think I take those. Saint says take the uh, take the four and a half. Take whatever. We'll take the uh, take the take the points. Uh, we will see. I'm looking forward to it. No, you are too. By the time we come back. Next week, let's see, we'll have a game Saturday, a game Monday. So we may be responding to two games. Heck, maybe the Grizz, mm-hmm. maybe the Grizz are up 3-1, saying you end up being right hey, over 4-1. Hey, they up 3-1. Hey, Grizz still, are five. It's coming back out. Yeah, it's still it's coming back out. But thank y'all for, for tuning in today, man. On this 420 edition, we decided to do something a little different. Thought some of y'all might be at the house since it's 420. And shout out, we, had, we're, we currently have 260 people. Looking at us right now, Jason Smith. That's what wow, all the y'all shout out. That's not just two hundred sixty eyeballs. That's actually two hundred sixty different two hundred sixty live people and five hundred twenty big. That well, that man appreciate this innovation thing, which we we yeah we, man yeah we're cutting edge on that. Right? Next time it might be I might be AI on here. Yeah, you never tell who might be Andre Iguodala and Allen Iverson. That one. 